Hi, good morning. It's Monday and also the Ides of March. Thank you for tuning in to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I am just being a vessel that you can pray with um, this is my ritual every morning. I'm hoping that I'm helping you bridge communication with our Lord and Savior. Um, just follow along with me. Um, sit back, listen. Uh, we're praying and God is listening to us. Dedicating this podcast to my daughter, Nicole Deandra. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day, untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday. And let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight for I can't walk alone. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power. For if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins. And rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new and unhealthy areas so that to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Take a minute to grab your Bibles. When I return, we're going to start reading from Proverbs. Okay, we always read Proverbs day and date. Today is the 15th. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise adorns knowledge, but the mouth of the fool gushes folly. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. A fool spurns a parent's discipline, but whoever heeds correction shows prudence. The house of the righteous contains great treasure, but the income of the wicked brings ruin. The lips of the wise spread knowledge, but the heart of fools are not upright. The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but the prayer of the upright pleases him. 
The Lord detests the way of the wicked, but he loves those who pursue righteousness. Stern discipline awaits anyone who leaves the path. The one who hates correction will die. Death and destruction lie open before the Lord. How much more do human hearts? Death mockers resent correction, so they avoid the wise. A happy heart makes the face cheerful, but a heartache crutches the spirit. The discerning heart seeks knowledge, but the mouth of a fool feeds on folly. All the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. Better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. Better a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hatred. A hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. The way of the sluggard is blocked with thorns, but the path of the upright is a highway. A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish man despises his mother. Folly brings joy to the one who has no sense, but whoever has understanding keeps a straight course. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. A person finds joy in giving an apt reply, and how good is a timely word. The path of life leads upward for the prudent to keep them from going down to the realm of the dead. The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but he sets the widow's boundary stones in place. The Lord detests the thoughts of the wicked, but gracious words are pure in his sight. The greedy bring ruin to their households, but the one who hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. Light in a messenger's eyes brings joy to the heart, and good news gives health to the bones. Whoever heeds life-giving correction will be at home among the wise. Those who disregard discipline despise themselves, but the one who heeds correction gains understanding. Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord, and humility comes before honor. I always say those are the marching orders from God. Let's read from In Touch Magazine, Grace for Times of Trouble. Trouble is an ever-present reality in this fallen world, and there is no way to totally escape its grip. As believers in Jesus Christ, we usually turn to the Lord, praying that he will change the situation and release us from its clutches. That's what Paul did when he suffered from what he called a thorn in the flesh. On three different occasions, he asked for it to be removed. However, the Lord's final answer was that the thorn would remain. 
The sufferings God allows in our life are given to us for his good purpose. The apostle's thorn was designed to provide him with precisely what he needed, humility. The Lord likewise has care and concern for us and his intention is for our benefit. When he says no to our requests for relief, he says yes to something even greater, his all sufficient grace. Perhaps you are in a season of adversity right now. Do you trust the Lord with your thorns or are you trying to pull them out? Whenever God allows suffering to remain, he gives grace to endure it. Cooperate with him and exult in his loving wisdom and sufficiency. Amen. Let's take a quick break. I'll be right back. Okay, reading from God's promises day by day. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal. Life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The cross sin's masterpiece of shame and hate become God's masterpiece of mercy and forgiveness. Through the death of Christ upon the cross, sin itself was crucified for those who believe in him. Sin was conquered on the cross. His death is the foundation of our hope, the promise of our triumph. God's word, God's way, day by day. Bring all the tithes, bring all the tithes into the storehouse and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not pour out for you such blessing that there will be no room enough to receive it. Yay. <laughs> God's promise of abundant, overflowing blessing is directly linked to obedience and giving tithes and offerings to him. To ask God to bless you financially, even though you are in disobedience to his commandments, is to ask God to overlook his own laws and statutes and to deny the truthfulness of his word. God will not do that. Our role is to obey God in all matters, including our giving of tithes and offerings. This is not an area of negotiation. We must never expect God to turn his back on his word for the sake of meeting our personal needs. Ooh, there's a good message in there. Okay, commanding your morning daily devotional. Fill the atmosphere with victory. Just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. The carcasses of you have complained against me shall fill this wilderness. All of you who were numbered according to your entire number from 20 years old and above, except for Caleb, the son of Jephunneth, and Joshua, the son of Nun, you shall by no means enter the land which I swore I would make you dwell in. That's from the book of Numbers. 
Even though Israel acted on God's word to them, they filled the atmosphere with their fear and defeat rather than faith and victory. What they received was not according to God's promises, but according to what they filled the atmosphere with. They steered their lives into a port of fear and failure, dropped anchor there, and then they were surprised that the water was filled with nothing but sharks. They snatched defeat right out of the mouth of victory, just like those Israelites. Are you getting exactly what you have always been asking for? Father, I arise today in your strength, determined to use the gifts you have given me to be a blessing to my family, community, and nation. I declare that I am more than a conqueror. I will forever be first and not last, above and not beneath. Guard me today against both pride and false humility, and let my speech only create a pathway to victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Prayers in the Wilderness. Today is a meditation of praise for God's watchful eye. Father, as I start this day, only you know what I will encounter. Realizing your watchful eye is my protection, provides me with comfort and strength. It is my assurance I am not alone. Your watch over my life provides a barrier from hurt and harm. I praise you for watching over me so I do not have to swim through unfamiliar waters with no direction or plan. I know your intentions are all encompassing and they include problems that surprise me, but are not unknown to you. I praise you for guiding me with your eye from danger to safety, from darkness to light, from sorrow to joy. I am continuously amazed by your omnipresence. As you watch over me, you are simultaneously overseeing the affairs of the universe. The fact that you consider me to have significance in the grand scheme of the world is awesome and proof of your unconditional love for me. I praise you for leading me away from people who desire to poison my mind and spirit and ushering in those who know your language of love and faith. But I also praise you for the unbelievers in my life for whom I can be a living example. Father, I am thankful every day is a new experience with you. I marvel at the ways in which you lead me. Sometimes it is morning prayers confirmed with a word from a sermon. Sometimes you place your discernment in my spirit. And sometimes it is a clear word from the Holy Spirit telling me what I need to do and where I need to go. But it is always your love being poured into my life. So Lord, I praise you for your protection, your love and your continuous leading and watchful eye. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Psalm 31. For you are my rock and my fortress, therefore your name's sake, 
lead me and guide me. Psalm 32, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. John 10, when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. John 10, 27 to 28, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish, never shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. God's purpose for your life. True healing, O oh Lord, be gracious to me, heal my soul. When Jesus healed a paralyzed man who had been lowered through a roof by his friends, the first thing he said to him was, son, your sins are forgiven. Jesus, the Lord God, who knew the man better than he knew himself, identified his main issue to be spiritual. Of course, this left everyone around Christ surprised. In their eyes, the paralytic's primary problem was physical. This goes to show that sometimes we'll seek out Christ for external issues, our health, finances, relationships, or what have you. However, what he addresses as we spend time with him in prayer is something deep within our souls. This may be astounding to us because we think we know what's causing us pain, but Jesus sees the true root of our woundedness. Of course, Jesus answers the exterior troubles we bring to him as well. He empowered the paralytic to pick up his pallet and walk. He does the same for you. However, what's important to understand is your savior wants you to be healed fully, not just on the surface, but inside out. So never ignore what Jesus tells you or pinpoints as the true issue. Trust him as your great physician and accept his order of addressing your needs. Jesus, I trust you to address the true root of my pain and heal me. Amen. Wow. Always just so lovely. I just feel air flowing through my lungs. It just feels so good. Okay, my daily prayer. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind, thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I failed you many times, I know, but when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, 
Dear God, I've tried my best. The 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Now he brought up the point of tithing. Tithing is your freedom, I swear. It's 10% of your increase. Pick a charity, pick a church, pick someone or family in need. Give 10% of your increase because everything we earn is because of Christ. Listen, have a beautiful, blessed Monday. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for praying with me and God bless.